Alright. The truth of this show is just always us laughing at Keys. It's always alright. It's always alright. I actually thought of a new intro, but I'm not gonna do it. Try it out. Give it a try, man. Come on. Why not? No, 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 no. I'm gonna. I want to save it for uh, for the next one when we're in Arizona together. I'll I'll, I'll save. The oh intro wow! Spoiler yeah. alert: We Whoa. are going to be together in person in a week. Yeah. Music is all we're gonna alert. do: record podcasts, just like bam, 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 That's bam. That's what we should do. Every morning, just wake just, up, and once we're all awake, just start recording a podcast after podcast after <laughs> yeah. podcast until we cannot <laughs> literally speak or ramble anymore. Uh, that sounds like a terrible idea, Morty. Um, uh, yeah, we could we could try that. I don't know. There's the first. Uh, there's Rick. the first bad Rick impression. Probably gonna hear a lot of them through this. Yeah, episode. I can't. Music. I can't. I can't. You're do, better at I Morty. I can't do a good Rick. Oh man, more uh, Rick. I don't know about that, bro. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I can do Morty a little better. I'm I'm working on both of them, but I uh, can't do either of them perfectly. But welcome, audience, to whatever this is, Midday Ramblings with me. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> Whatever this is called. Whatever this is called. Uh, it's been a while since we've done It has been these. a while. Um, and uh, your, your typical host, Caleb and Amy, on the other side of uh, the country, in Moab. We are in uh, Moab. Wow, how do you know our location? That is creepy. And where are you? It is. Yeah. Right? I have a hit, Where are you, I have a hidden Cusick? camera where's, in your van. Where's your ass? I'm I'm boringly in Nashville, Tennessee, but only for one more week, and then I'll be elsewhere for a week, <laughs> and that'll be nice. Let's keep Woo! talking about your upcoming schedule. <laughs> no, that sounds quite. No, boring. let's go ahead, Cusick. Um, tell us what we're gonna be rambling about today. Uh, interdimensional cable. And Rick and Morty, season one. Yes, Rick and Morty, season one. Let's go. Rick and Morty. Which uh, we we've we've talked about. We talked about Rick and Morty a little bit. Um, I guess when we were talking about um, Midnight Gospel, we would occasionally mention it. You guys have dropped some Rick Sanchez wisdom uh, recently in some of your we podcasts. Have. Why I mean, have we been dropping Rick Sanchez wisdom? It's because we've been rewatching through the show <laughs> for this in anticipation for this podcast. But it's also it's hard not to bring Rick and Morty into just natural conversation because it is just loaded with quotes and funny storylines and. So what is Rick and Morty? Wow, Ames. I mean, How would you describe if, well, if I had someone's known, like, I've never heard of Rick and Morty. What is Rick and Morty? If I had known that I was going to ask that question, I would have liked them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, if someone asked me what is Rick and Morty, I would say it is a television show in the cartoon fashion about that follows the adventures of an alcoholic, cynical um, grandfather named Rick and his grandson who is, who is a mastermind. Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot to include that. He is mastermind. drunk and cynical and... <laughs> Alcoholic, cynical, mastermind grandfather named Rick and his grandson, Morty, who is... Um, Jewish? Oh, man. I don't know how to describe <laughs> Morty. He's just kind of... I don't, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's an insecure little he's, kid who's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yes, and so the two of them yeah. go on... It goes back and forth between their adventures across different dimensions and their life at home with their family. Normal life at home mixed with interdimensional travel travel and adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Kizik, would you add anything? 
Uh, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good synopsis, I, I guess. I, I mean, I I'm know, trying to make uh, it like one to two sentences, so. Yeah, yeah. It's like the back of, if you were to buy yeah. the, the season one DVD like yeah. from somewhere, you know, they have a little summary on the back and then some reviews. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. No, so that was like a, that was like good. a That's a pretty good pretty good synopsis. That's good the synopsis. show that we're going to be covering today, and we're only going to be coming, covering season one today, so be on the lookout for future seasons in the future. But today, just to keep this episode at least like a, you know, a decent, decently shorter, not shorter, but like not too long of an episode, we're just going to focus on season I one. thought we called it Midday Ramblings because we took up the midday of all <laughs> people's time. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's why it okay, was well, honestly, so we, weird. There's we no time do, constraints here. I'm just saying we could do that just with season one. <laughs> yeah, we could. Which is different true. than Very if you listen true. to our Midnight Gospel series, we did one episode at a time. Here we're doing one season at a time, yeah. even though there's like 11 mm-hmm. episodes in season mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go through I all think of so, them yeah. in yeah. a summary, summarized fashion. Maybe. Yes. We'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll knows? see. This this will definitely be a rambly episode, but so so is the title of the of the podcast. Yes. yes. And so, I would say no. So fair warning, uh if you clicked on the podcast not expecting rambling, then uh you know, you were wrong from the get go. Also I would say not necessarily summarizing, but more just like sharing our personal thoughts yes. on each episode. So if you're a huge Rick and Morty fan, I feel like You'd be into be this. You'd be, hope, hopefully. You'd love this episode. You're gonna love this yes. episode. Hope. You're gonna fucking love this episode you're gonna love it you're gonna love it morty um all right music why don't you start it out talking about the pilot episode okay yeah well uh, yeah a quick disclaimer i i've i've watched the first season uh a few times and this time uh i got i got dvds and i actually watched with the commentary so uh i won't go too much into the commentary commentary stuff, but I'll try to throw in little interesting nuggets. Was the or, commentary uh, with uh, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon? Is that season one commentary? Yeah, F- yeah season one uh, commentary always had uh, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, and normally there was like one or two other people in the room that had worked on the episode. Um, Ryan Ridley, who does a lot of voices and is one of the main writers and dudes that works on the show uh, was often in there not for every episode but a lot of them so it was the two of them or the three of them and they were just kind of mostly it sounded like they were drunk and making (laughs) jokes Um, but they also just kind of talked about interesting things about how the show got started Um, uh, Rick and Morty was initially created by Justin Roiland he does both their voices and uh, it's kind of he he sees it as like almost his own split personality. He has this like really dark, uh, intelligent kind of narcissistic side that's Rick, and then he has this really insecure fourteen-year-old boy uh, side <laughs> Man, of him that I think is more of us uh, Morty. Have that than we think. I than we know. I, mean, yeah, I feel like that's yeah, all absolutely. mic drop. That's all we can say about the show. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, I would say Rick and Morty is kind of the the average split personality of everybody in a sense. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it started with Justin Roiland. And I think he wrote a little bit for one of Dan Harmon's older shows, Community. And uh, they became fast friends. And, uh, yeah, and so they made the show together. So Dan Harmon... Well, and is, isn't it typically... kind of, like, loosely inspired by Back to the Future 2 with a... Uh, uh, well, yeah, a little bit. Whatever, Doc and Marty? Um, 
yeah, Doc and so Marty, that's kind of Rick also, and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty, Doc and Marty, and then it's like a mastermind with just kind of like a, a kid. Yeah. Um, it's definitely got adventures. that. F- it's definitely got a little bit of the Back to the Future feel to it. Um, but yeah, Justin Roiland does uh, the two main voices, Rick and Morty. He does a whole lot of the other voices, um, especially in like interdimensional cable. Though episodes. outside of the two voices, his vocal range isn't as great. <laughs> you can kind of recognize well, yeah, when he's true. doing any oh, of the yeah. other side <laughs> yeah. characters. Or like you'll hear a rant, like someone in a com- <laughs> like in interdimensional cable, you hear someone in a commercial, like, oh, that sounds like me seeks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you can, or, oh, that yeah. sounds like Mr. Yeah. Poopy Butthole. But that's also one of the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That also makes the show, like, great, too. Yeah. That only, like, a few people are doing all of the voices. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Ryan Ridley, who I uh, mentioned, he also does a lot of the voices, which I realized Ryan Ridley maybe does a few voices, and I'm like, is that just Justin Roiland? And it's actually Ryan Ridley. But Justin Roiland still does most of them. Um, Also got Chris Parnell doing Jerry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chris Parnell. You got Sarah Chalk from any Scrubs fans out there. She was the blonde nurse in Scrubs. She does uh, the mother. And then I don't remember who does Summer. Spencer Grammer. Uh, Sure. I I don't know who that is, but her name is Spencer Grammer. I just know that. Okay. Get to know know that name, though. Summer's a great character. Yeah. Summer is a fantastic character. Um, (laughs) And she she actually takes the spotlight in a couple episodes as well. Yeah. Uh, rather than, or more so than Morty in a couple episodes. But, um, so the first episode, you've got, like, a cold open, and you kind of get to know Morty and Rick's relationship. Rick's getting ready to blow up the universe and restart it with uh, Morty and it's Morty's It's honestly the perfect Jessica. opening to the show. It really sets the stage for, like, what kind of crisis and adventures you're going to be dealing with. Uh, throughout yeah. the and show. And just how ridiculous they are. <laughs> yeah, immediately Rick is it's, trying yeah. to blow up the world like, and restart humanity yes. as, the, as the opening to the whole show. Yes, That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, M- Morty uh, doesn't like the idea, but you kind of see a little bit of their back and forth uh, between the two. Um, also, the first episode has far more burping than any episode. Rick burps a lot when he talks. Because uh, he's, like, always drunk. Just but this was my main he's thing dr- with he's drunk. the opener. So, to give a little background, like, you, Cusick, you and Caleb were really into soup. Into what? You and into Caleb what? were really <laughs> into... <laughs> what, what in the butt? Rick and Morty before I was. And y'all both were trying to convince what, me to watch it. in the butt? And I was just like, oh, that's just... Typically, I mean, it's like a s- comedy sci-fi cartoon. And I was like, that's yes. not, yeah. that's not like typically what I feel drawn to watch. But you were also into a, fa- a Family Guy, Family Guy back in the day. Yeah, know? that's so, the sci-fi part. Was oh, the like, sci-fi. That was a big, and that's a huge part of Rick and Morty. True. That, that yeah. was a big part of it that I was like, I don't know if I'm really going to like think that stuff is funny or like understand it. Um, Does anyone understand it? Come, no, no one understands. But um, <laughs> Not completely. Is no. it made to be understood? But I remember y'all showed me the pilot, and honestly, the first time I saw the pilot, I was like, I don't like this show. Like, I I, Is that what we showed you first? There's no way that was the first episode. Well, we actually it showed was. you. It, it was. And then I know after that, y'all were like, okay, we knew you weren't going to like that one, but like, you're ac- and I'll tell you which one it is when we get to it. Like, she's actually going to like this yeah. one because she's going to be interested in this. Um, but yeah, the first one... Rick was so annoying. So annoying. And I think you can tell. I think they knew that. And he definitely, like, tones it down. 
as the season as season yeah, one goes sure. on, and then obviously honestly like, from episode one to episode two, from the pilot <laughs> to episode two, you can tell them they're like, okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll like contract you out for a season, but you got to tone down the burping on Rick. Like yeah, it is it's way too, too distracting. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, and from episode much. one to two, you can already tell the difference, and then especially as season one goes yeah. on, and then even from as the later seasons go on, yeah, um, it just drops off almost completely. But also, too, it was interesting now having watched all the seasons multiple times and going back to this pilot. Um, just Rick's general, Rick's voice in general, like I can tell. I feel like they were trying, Justin Royland, I think, was trying to find the consistent niche there. Uh-huh. Like you can tell, yeah, I feel like the first yeah. few episodes of season one, it sounds different at different times than you're used to if you've been watching, you know, seasons four and yeah. three. Well, um, I do think that's the oh, cool yeah. thing. Uh, one of the really cool things about the production of the show is that Justin Roiland voices the two main characters. And I've always heard, and Cusick, you might have heard too, that um, when he like records those scenes with him, he like does one take where he just, just does Rick's lines. And then he does a take where he just does Morty's lines. And then he tries to do a take where he's doing both of them back and forth. And he said a lot of the times it's the third take when he does them both together, even though like he'll mess up lines here and there that is the one that they use in the show. More That's times than not. Yeah. Um, um, and, and Justin, Justin, I don't know if, I think they had to cut back on this, but at least for the first couple seasons, I'm pretty sure he got drunk. Yeah, he was like method acting Rick. Studio. Yeah, they would just let him get drunk yeah. and do Rick's lines. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have, I have heard that. And it is funny because it like, it feels organic, but it's also funny to realize it's just one person. But the fact that in the uh, commentary, I heard Justin Roiland essentially explain it's like well it's like a split personality of myself i've got like this really dark smarter side of myself that's far more um uh decisive and then i have this really insecure still 14 year old uh boy stuck in me as well who's a total dumbass and uh and like the two are battling in my brain but the fact that he does it so well as uh, the voice actor for the two, yeah. especially if, you know, I don't know the amount of scenes that are just like one take where he's going back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, I have heard that and that, that cracks me that's up. Gotta be, <laughs> but, uh, that's gotta be really therapeutic for him, I would think. <laughs> he's just, I would think yeah. so. Like just to get those voices out and like act them out, you know, like that's, yeah, I don't know if he's had any big like epiphanies, realizations, but I think just getting that out and like, you know, getting it out in that way of like taking on that character, and I think he gets a lot of anger out with Rick. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, deep therapeutic and philosophical ideas thrown in there, but it's so it's also so bizarre and comedic simultaneously that you know it never like because I mean Midnight Gospel, which we talked about previously, uh, you know that's more it's a show based around a podcast so the conversations are more deep and they're continued whereas like in rick and morty you might have a brilliant idea or thought just like in midnight gospel but rather than spending a whole episode on it it's literally just this little nugget thrown into a bizarre scene where they're like jumping on farting butts (laughs) i mean rick and morty's purpose is comedy you know, yeah, first it's, it's definitely uh, Rick, Rick and Morty is definitely is definitely a, a comedy first, whereas Midnight Gospel, even though it, it it's a fun, interesting, bizarre cartoon, it was a podcast first that became what it was, um, talking about a lot of interesting subjects. So uh, definitely different tones, um, 
But uh, the first episode, I don't really know if it's even like worth going over. Like we said, they're still kind of finding Rick's voice. Yeah. He's burping way, way more in that episode. The plot uh, is, you know, fine. He wants to get these seeds uh, and he has to put them up Morty's butthole. <laughs> And, uh, and then they dissolve anyway, it's, in Morty's it's, butthole, and then yeah, they dissolve in Morty's butthole. He becomes a genius for like two seconds, and then um, they dissolve, and then they have to go get more seeds, which you don't see. But it's more just kind of, I think, an introduction to your two main characters, and also a little introduction to the family dynamic as well with uh, Jerry and Beth and Summer. And uh, then well, also sets Summer, the tone you... for like the the adventures and the and just how the ridiculous conflict. they are. Yeah, how ridiculous the conflicts they're going to be dealing with are through the whole season yeah oh yeah uh so yeah i don't think we need to like hang on episode one too much but the second episode i think is actually the first rick and morty episode i ever saw which was the one with the sentient dog Mm -hmm. um uh so So the second episode is called lawnmower dog and this is actually the episode that after i watched the pilot and i was like eh y'all were like she needs to watch this one because <laughs> of the keep dog. Watching, keep watching the next it was, one. It was only because you're like, this one has like a dog in the main in one of the main plots. Oh, I mean that's the reason they put it as episode two in the season is to hook people, being like, well, at least the dog storyline is relatable. <laughs> like everyone's wondered, everyone's wondered that, and everyone likes little cute snowball dogs. Well, it got me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it worked on me. Yeah, season or season two, episode two is. Yeah, it was the first one I saw that, like, made me want to watch more. Um, mainly, yes, because of the dog storyline with, um, I mean, basically with the family, with Jerry, mostly, <laughs> I feel like. And then also, the so you kind of have two storylines going on. You have um, Jerry. Which, that's, and Be- that's actually more common. Like, the first episode really only has one storyline yeah. in Freak and Morty, but most episodes kind of have an A and B storyline where it's normally either Rick and Morty or occasionally Rick and Summer and then the rest of the family and the stuff that they're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so yeah, the family's dealing with the dog that Rick has all of a sudden made smart and can understand what Jerry and Summer and Beth are saying to it, so it ends up kind of like taking over the whole house. And then the other storyline with Rick and Morty is <laughs> like an Inception-based storyline where they're yes. um, going further and further into... Starting with Morty's He's, math teacher. They're trying to they're trying, incept- It's a simple concept. They want Morty to get yeah. uh, better grades in math so that he can keep on having adventures with Rick. Because yes. his parents threatened yeah, him that if he was like missing school too much. And they're like, well, if Morty doesn't start getting good grades, he can't go on adventures with Rick anymore. Mm-hmm. So Rick is like, all right, I'm just going to incept the idea into his math teacher's brain to give him A's. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, yeah. they start to... Have, having to go deeper and deeper into Mr. Goldenfold, his teacher's dream, and yeah. it's it's great. It's so funny, and if if you've seen the movie Inception, it's just funny to see them take that take on it. Um, but one of my Which one it, of my it's also got a what? Well, it's also it's a mix of Inception, and I'm not into horror movies. I don't think you guys are either. But they also play with the Freddy Krueger oh, Friday the Thirteenth character. Is that what that is? With scary is that Terry. Fr- yeah, yeah. Scary Terry and <laughs> scary Brandon. Scary Terry. Yes. Um, oh, but yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Hell, bitch. Whatever that horror movie is where kids go to sleep and Freddy Krueger kills them in their dreams. It might be Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know my horror I movies think it's well. Friday the Apologies. 13th. But I don't know them that well sounds, either. Well, there are a few things that stand out yeah. in this episode to me. Um, one of my all-time favorite scenes is in this episode. <laughs> and, well, I guess it's a few scenes. 
but it's the pizza ordering basically yes oh, my oh god. god i forgot about oh my that. goodness wait that's not this episode oh no that isn't this yeah. episode that is a, that is a different episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah this one they just go through the dreams are like uh, they're on the plane, and then they go into Miss Pancakes' dream, and they're in that me. like they're in that like sex temple, and then they go into the centaur's <laughs> dream, and they're in that scary place with the girl. Then they go into the girl's dream, and that's dream bedrock. And it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it essentially dead. It essentially dead ends yes. there. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, take all that back. We can come back to that. We'll though. come back to that, but. Scary Brandon, all time one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Scary Brandon, there's so many good lines in this episode. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. like they should almost just do away with the pilot and make everyone start with this episode. Yeah. Because this is where I mean, yeah, Rick feels like a different character from episode one to episode two. Like he's very more structured, not burping as much, though he's always got that drool on his cheek. So he's always. still drunk, still drunk. Um, yes. And then just like the the storylines, I think are a lot more. Uh, I still think this they strategically put this episode early too because both the storylines A and the B with the dogs becoming kind of like sentient and smart and aware of their own like existence um, and place in the human world, and then like you know what the Inception part that Rick and Morty deal with is something that people yeah, like people have seen Inception. They like can kind of understand. They get dreams going into dreams. When we get later in the season and Rick's going to like. A citadel of himself from all these ricks that have fled their different timelines like that isn't quite as approachable <laughs> early in the, the well yeah the consummation of a show so i think this oh, yeah. episode is great yeah. great great stuff no th- this episode is is a great introduction to um the rick and morty franchise and like i said i actually think before i ever watched the first season i just randomly saw this episode i think late at night on adult swim yeah. And I was like, oh, this is funny and entertaining, and I like the tone of it. Um, but, yeah, great episode. And, yeah, they even uh, incepting the dog later on because you think the dog yes. takes over the whole world. But it turns out that that's just an inception dream, which they kind of had done earlier with um, uh, Morty's teacher to get him good grades. In order to stop the dog from taking over the whole world, they go inside the dog's dreams and incept him. Uh which is quite hilarious. But then all the smart dogs end up being sent to a different dimension at the end uh, so that they don't go rogue and take And let me remind you, this is all one episode. Like, this is how this is crazy. This 20, 20 minutes this is, Yeah, yeah. we're talking, yeah, they're on TV time. time, they're 30 minutes. So if you're just watching it, streaming it, it's like 22 minutes of, like, craziness. Yeah, they deal with it such on, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, bizarre. it's bizarre and i yeah i will say this is when the show first came out it was considered very much a, a stoner show you know teenagers and college kids getting stoned mm. hanging out on the couch I wonder why we all bizarre, like bizarre bizarre comedy yeah i wonder why i wonder why we're um, doing the podcast although, about it i although there are definitely a couple episodes that if you're stoned for the existential crisis at the end of a couple episodes are pretty heavy hitting oh yeah um but uh, we'll get to that later. But uh, I, so I don't remember the exact order. I think the third episode is the Anatomy Park. Is that right? Jurassic yes. Park, the kind of Christmas episode. Another it great is. Episode. Uh, which also has John Oliver, uh, who's a great uh, comedian and does that show on HBO now. Uh, what is that called? Last Week Tonight. I like John Oliver. I, don't, I haven't kept up with him in the past couple years, but very funny fella. And he's the host of Anatomy Park, and so it's a little Jurassic Park. It's also the only time in the first four seasons that you meet Jerry's 
parents. You meet his family. <laughs> um, yes. And that's a really, that's an incredibly funny side plot. Because essentially the beginning of the episode, Jerry uh, takes everyone's electronics away, all their phones oh, and Oh, because this is I, technically, I wanna, this is the Christmas episode. Yeah. This yeah. is a Rick and Morty Christmas episode. Yeah, it's the Christmas, yeah, it's the Christmas episode. But he's like, I want to have family time. So he <laughs> takes away everyone's electronics um, but then his parents show up uh, with another individual, and uh, which what was his name? Jacob, Jason. I think it's like Jacob. Um, yeah, Jacob. Jacob sounds right. And uh, turns out that his uh, parents now have a very interesting uh, sexual relationship <laughs> with this <laughs> third party member, and it makes Jerry very uncomfortable. And Jerry's the one who wants the family time and to get closer with the family. But as the episode goes on, he gets so uncomfortable with the situation that the family starts bonding and he's the only one who doesn't <laughs> he's alienated, want to bond. Yeah. He's alienated. And then by the end of the episode, I think he gives everyone their electronics back <laughs> and they're all as a family, just sitting in the living room on their electronics. It's amazing. And that's the just the beginning. subplot, but it is hilarious. Yeah. 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 That's while, while Rick and Morty are in the uh, garage of the house inside some guy's body that Rick had been building a theme park inside someone's body. <laughs> and Morty has to go. <laughs> and then there's this whole, you know, double cross down there when with things going awry. It is, it's a, another crazy episode. What stands out, it's, what uh, stands out in this episode to you, Cusick? Uh, well, Morty gets a little bit of action uh, in Anatomy Park. Mm -hmm. you know? I love him. He's like, oh, uh, oof, Morty. Oh, horrible. Try again. The first time he tries to talk to the girl, and he like leaves the mic on. He's like, "Oh!" When Morty's like, uh, "I'm not, I'm not 14," you know, and she's like, "What?" She's like, "You know, like I said, I was 14, and uh, or said I was 12, and I'm actually 14." And she's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, Morty. Okay. Oh, God." That was... <laughs> also, that when they're like, when they're making out in like that little movie theater, yeah. which is kind of like the beginning of Jurassic Park, when um, well, I don't know if. I don't need to talk about Jurassic Park, but it's kind of like a Jurassic Park scene where they're kind of introducing what Jurassic Park is. They're introducing what Anatomy Park is. Um, and then Rick tells Morty, he's like, uh, Morty, I need you to get to the left nipple. <laughs> and uh, what is it? Morty what goes, Morty I'm say? hoping he's to get like, to both. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to get to both. Right? <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, there's a lot of, uh, and there's also some jokes that I don't necessarily get. Like they're getting, uh, chased down by hepatitis A, but then hepatitis C uh, takes it out and gives them the thumbs up. And they're like, did we have a previous relationship <laughs> with him? And I, I don't know enough. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if hepatitis C is better to have than hepatitis A. I thought that was so a, always there's... a joke, um, once again, in relating to the Jurassic Park series, where, like, the big... Oh, the bigger, the bigger dinosaur, dinosaur just comes and takes out the dinosaur that was chasing them for no, and they're like, "Oh, he just helped us out." Well, true. And then just walks away, yeah. and they, they don't really know why that happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's you true. Have the T Rex does take out Park? the raptors. Did we just spoil Jurassic Park for Amy. I haven't seen the OG, no. Oh yeah, oh, you've wow. seen the reboot Amy. with Chris. I saw Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, that's who oh, it was. You need to see the original 1993 Jurassic Park. It holds up. Well, well, Cusick, maybe we'll add that one to the list. <laughs> we'll add, we'll, we'll we can add talk that about Jurassic Park on here and School of Rock because she needs to finish that movie too. And School of Rock. Those are for and future true ramblings. Future rambles. And true, detec true Detective Season 1 is still on my rambling list. But anyway, uh, 
All right, well, uh, these episodes are bizarre. I'm really trying to speed up to the Meeseeks and Cronenberg. <laughs> okay, but what about... Uh, but no, next... because those episodes are great, oh, well, but no, episode no, no. four always gets skipped over. It's got to oh, be episode, one of the great Episode ones. four, I love... Yeah, it's, that's also one of the earliest episodes I'd seen. It's got David Cross, another yes. comedian that I love. He was Tobias Fumke in uh, Arrested Development, a show that we all love as well. Um, and that's another... Uh, oh, yeah, that is a great episode. Rick is essentially in a simulation, uh, which he realizes... Well, he's in a simulation you, inside the simulation. Inside, inside another big simulation. Another, another simulation. <laughs> But somehow Jerry gets into the episode, uh, gets into the simulation. <laughs> accidentally, like, but, abducted but into the, the aliens, simulation. Hmm, yeah. Human music. The a- yeah, the aliens aren't worried about Jerry figuring stuff out, and they're not trying to get information from him. So they basically put his simulation at, like, 5% or less than 5%, yeah. uh, like, running capacity. So everything is just running really stupid in Jerry's simulation, <laughs> really but he's still... <laughs> But he still never catches. Oh no, that he's he doesn't think anything of it. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, it's actually really sad because he has like the best sex of his life with his wife, who's like not even moving or or saying <laughs> sensible uh, responses to uh, his success in uh, his apple. What is it? Apple. Uh, his hungry <laughs> for apples. Are you hungry? Hungry for apples? Yeah. Are you hungry for apples? But here's. Uh, but yeah. I mean, to go off oh, of yeah, that, like. Uh, does, do Jerry's storylines just like tug at anyone else's heartstrings, or do you <laughs> tug just laugh? At your they're so sad. Like there is something there, and it is, it's deep and it is sad. I mean, and it's true for a in lot of people. Season one, Jerry is kind of the punching bag. He takes on just like he's yeah. just you know low, uh, insecure dad who Rick is, you know, just burst into their family life and kind of taking control of the family dynamic. Um, and Jerry just kind of had that by default because he was the male. And now they're yeah. like, oh, Jerry's actually this little shrimpy dude who's not worth a whole lot. <laughs> and yeah, they're just kind of make I fun will, of him. I will say Jerry is the main punching bag, but there is an episode later in the season where he gets a nice arc, uh, the Pluto episode, um, where he is kind of a stupid asshole. But by the end, he chooses Morty over his slight fame. Uh, on Pluto, which we'll get to that episode when we get to it. But um, yeah, the David Cross episode, uh, Rick's in a, a simulation, but the alien species that's trying to get information of what is it, dark matter? Concentrated fuel? dark concentrated matter. Dark matter. Concentrated dark matter uh, to travel faster than anyone in the galaxy. Um, but that alien race really hates nudity, especially human nudity. <laughs> so uh, Rick thinks that Morty is real and the audience we think that Morty is real um, as they're going through the simulation and uh, yeah Rick essentially breaks the first simulation uh, keeps going um, and yeah eventually basically by the end you know Jerry is a complete idiot and they're kind of making fun of that but then Jerry's like oh but you got schooled too Rick because at the end of the episode you think the alien or near the end of the episode you think the aliens are successful in getting this concentrated dark matter formula and then you realize um, Rick had as been, he knew it all along he knew it all along and he ended up uh destroying his his nemesis nemeses aka david um, cross aka david cross and his spaceship of uh, other aliens and uh yeah it turns out he is 
the smartest man in the universe, <laughs> which he proved. Yes. Yeah, I, I honestly wish David Cross's character hadn't been killed off here because I think he would have been a great one to bring back. Like, that was one of my favorite. He, he does a great job as that character. It would have been funny <laughs> yeah. for Rick to keep on dealing with what were they, the Zygerians or something? The Zygerian scammers? Uh, something like the that. The universe's one most ambitious, fa- least successful scammers. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite jokes, or like it's not even a joke. I don't know why, but I love the whole doctor appointment about the discolorization of his butt flaps. Yes, yes, his butthole flaps. It's like too loud, Cynthia. Too Too, loud and too specific. I also like. She's like, oh, do you want me to can? Do you want me to cancel that? He's like, actually, can you move it up, please? Yeah. Uh, The appointment. Favorite quote though from this one was "Totes Malotes Dog." Because we say that a oh, lot. Yeah. Caleb says that in like we everyday life very often. Oh, yeah. If I'm down for something, totes malotes dog. Totes malotes dog. Yeah, that is, uh, that's definitely been borrowed from Rick and Morty. That is something both of us use a lot. Yes. All right, let's do it. Me seeks and destroys. And destroy. Episode five. Okay, yeah. And destroy. <laughs> Me seeks and destroy. Um, yeah, this, th- I think this might be the most. Uh, known episode from season one i guess that's debatable uh but uh a lot of people know this episode because of mr meeseeks um i'm mr meeseeks look at me um that's pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty good thank you um you can go you can go away now you can vanish (laughs) now i finally nailed one of the voices yeah But one, uh, or this, I did note, this is the first episode that we see, like, oh, does Rick, like, genuinely care about Morty? Because, yeah, he's taking Morty on all these adventures, but this is the first time where the episode kind of uh, He lets Morty choose the adventure. With, mm-hmm. He lets Morty choose the adventure, which at first he's kind of a bitter curmudgeon about it. Um, but by the end of the episode, you know, he starts having fun. Um, or by, by the end of the episode, he's just like, okay, one out of ten adventures will be a Morty adventure. Um, and also, <laughs> well, pretty dark, but Morty almost gets raped in a bathroom. Okay, that? Yes. After we rewatched that episode, Amy was like, that is gets really dark at the end with it Morty does. and Mr. Jellybean. It does. Yeah. And, like, I've seen that. This was my first favorite episode. Um, to, and so I've seen it so, so, so many times. And, like, I don't know, for some reason, the last time we watched it, that part just, like, stood out like a sore thug. I was just like, oof, like, my stomach <laughs> did not feel okay. I don't know. I felt very yeah. upset. But the, the yeah, obnoxiousness it, of the Meeseeks just takes so much command of that episode. It always had up until that point. <laughs> yeah. Up until the... Up until you watch it a few times, and at the end, you're like, holy shit, Morty does almost get raped by a big jelly bean. Up until, like, the In 27th bath- time bathroom. I saw it. That's when it, you know... Yeah, I man, that whole it's a, it's such a good episode. Both storylines with the Meeseeks and with uh, Rick and Morty on that adventure, on Morty's adventure, and even though Morty does almost get raped at the end, uh, when Rick sticks his hand back through the portal and shoots Mister Jellybean, <laughs> that oh, yeah. is closure. That's and that's but that's also another sign that like Rick cares, kind of knew what was up, and he cares. Yeah, well, I remember he asked um, Morty something. We, and Morty like after he comes out of the bathroom, Morty's all sad and depressed, and he like he can tell, he can oh, like yeah. feel. He's like, all right, we need to get out of here. Or, like something yeah, happened to some, Morty. Something went wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but oh well, we yeah we haven't explained who Mister Meeseeks is. So right before they go on Morty's adventure, this is the first time Morty gets to choose an adventure. Um, the family, I don't know, needs Rick to do something, and he's just like, okay, we'll just take my Meeseeks box. 
He's like, you press the button and Mr. Meeseeks show up, just ask him to do a simple task, he'll finish it, and then he disappears because Mr. Meeseeks don't like to live for a long time. Their purpose is just to do a quick task and then disappear. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it si keep it simple, which, uh, of course, the family gets very tempted. And both the women, Summer and Beth, uh, I feel like their, their uh, ask is far more complicated than Jerry's. This is another Jerry's a punching bag uh, episode. <laughs> Because uh, Beth is like, I want to feel like a more complete woman, and Summer's like, I want to be the most popular girl <laughs> in school, cool. and and Jerry and Jerry is just like, I want to take two strokes off my golf game, and as far as uh, just base level, I feel like that is the simplest thing for uh, a Mr. Me seeks. Well, it's something to, uh, you can. Help, it's something you can measure. Will do. You yeah, know? definitely something you can measure. It's, it's easier to measure. I feel like that's sure. what jerry was going for was he was like, okay, Rick said keep it simple. This is something like you can know when it's done. You know, becoming a more complete woman or trying to be most popular in school or being more popular, those are just very vague end games, I guess. Yeah. Jerry just underestimated how much of an idiot he was. <laughs> how, much, yeah. how much he sucks at life. Is he squaring his shoulders? <laughs> He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> yes. So here, I feel like this begs the question, if you had the opportunity to have a me seeks, would you take it? And what would you, like, what task would you give him? Oh, wow. Taking it beyond the show. Yeah, out. Transcending. Mm -hmm. Bringing it into real life. Wow. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Th I don't. I think I'd be too scared to do it. <laughs> I would tell Meeseeks to make me a famous rock star. You can't go something too measured because it doesn't work out. I don't want to be too famous of a rock star. I think I'd. Can you make me like a B level rock star so I'm not. See, that's too specific. I think that he would encounter problems with that, just like Jerry's. But yeah, just right. saying a famous rock star, then you can kind of control what famous means to you. Like, like what, what if what you think it's is. famous, but the Meeseeks doesn't? So, like. Uh, you know what? I, well, look, hey, I went, guys. Is this, anyone else want right, to step up to the plate? Right. No, I actually. I think I like yours, but I don't want to be a famous rock star. I think I'd ask Mr. Meeseeks to just be my audio engineer to help me finish like an album real quick. <laughs> That's a long task for a Meeseeks. He might be alive. It's a long, a long it's a long, time. it's a long task, but you clearly know when it's done. It's just be my audio engineer until I finish an album. There you go. But when is an album ever you know. finished? Have you ever finished an album? Oh, so well. Good point. Good point. I might just get a bunch of Mr. Meeseeks to try to murder me by the end of it. Who knows? <laughs> I think I would definitely like toy with it, and I would start with something simple. Like oh, I'd be so like, you like have the Meeseeks box, like you can use it a bunch. Yeah. Or you only get one Meeseeks. I don't think no, you only get one Meeseeks okay. here. You don't okay. get the, you don't get well, the box. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was getting the Rick treatment, and I got to no, keep the box. You, you want you're, oh, you're okay, like you're the girl who's like you get one wish, and you're like I want five wishes. Is your first wish? Yeah, that's smart. Okay, <laughs> that is intelligent. You're not getting the Meeseeks box. Against... You get one Meeseeks. I get one Meeseeks, and I get to choose to use him or not. I would. You're gonna use him? That sounds so brutal. I'm going to give him, him purpose. Him. <laughs> You're gonna give him purpose. Help him find his purpose. That's what we're all doing to the Meeseeks, giving them purpose. And let's see. I would say like, you know what? It would definitely be something with my hoop. I'd be like, I want to learn how to dance with a hula hoop period and uh, i'm gonna get stuck with him i'm gonna get stuck with him forever word i was thinking you're gonna like master a yoga pose that's really hard to do or something with, with mr meeseeks or something i don't know i just don't know how mr meeseeks could help me do that 
Well, Meeseeks taught well, me that he's existence trying. is pain. <laughs> existence, existence is pain. Okay, anything else from the Meeseeks episode? Nah, let's move on. Yeah, we can move on, which the next episode is uh, the first... Oh, this actually, this episode I'm going to have to talk about a lot. Um, so it's called Rick this, Potion Number 9. Yeah, Rick so... He, Morty, this he is just the makes, episode, he makes a love potion for Morty that goes horribly wrong, and then they ruin the world. Yeah, well, this is the episode that ends... This is the first episode that ends with like a really intense existential crisis. Um, because they... Rick and Morty essentially destroy their their reality their their universe and they have to take take on uh, the rick and morty in another dimension at the end but uh yeah essentially morty has a crush on a girl named jessica that's uh throughout all four seasons so far at least uh, that's his that's big morty's crush, like main motive jessica. for anything throughout the episodes is he's trying to get with jessica yeah typically so um so He's like, can you just make me like a love potion, Rick? So she'll fall in love with me. And he's kind of, Rick's annoyed with it. And Rick also has a very uh, pessimistic view of love, which he's just like, it's love is just people wanting to fuck each other. Um, it's, like it's a sex drive. Yeah, it's a sex drive. And so he kind of makes a sex drive potion almost more than a love potion. But, um, but as, uh, Morty is leaving to go to this prom dance. Uh, Rick's like, oh, well, actually, it would be bad if uh, she has the flu. It turns out it's flu season, and a lot of a lot of kids at the school have the flu. I can't believe this one came out before make... COVID-19 did. <laughs> they were on oh, it. Oh, yeah, this is very much a COVID-19. They knew this how is... COVID-19 was about to spread like crazy. Honestly, that is what yeah. Rick's potion becomes, is COVID-19 <laughs> spreading. It spread to all well, the world in a matter of, like... They should rename that episode to Yeah, they should. They should go back and change it to... This is what happened to the world. They're on coronavirus. And then we Cronenberged it. Cronenberg. It, but it becomes, yeah, a pandemic episode. Um, so first, uh, everyone, everyone other than his family, because it doesn't work on family members, wants to fuck Morty, <laughs> um, which is quite hilarious. But then Rick tries to undo it, uh, which turns them into all these kind of uh, praying mantis-looking uh, <laughs> creatures that are trying to fuck Morty and decapitate him simultaneously, because that's what uh, praying mantises do. They mate, and then they kill their mate. Um, and then Rick tries to fix it one more time, and everyone turns into these uh, glob-looking monsters. Cronenberg. Uh, or Cronenbergs, they, they, that's how they refer to them, Cronenbergs. And um, so, yeah, essentially the <laughs> how Rick fixes this uh, is he finds a dimension where he, uh, he does fix, he genuinely fixes the problem in a different uh, reality, but then right after they fix the problem, uh, they die, Rick and Morty, and then our Rick and Morty take over their spots uh, and have to bury their own bodies. And it's quite dar uh, dark and Morty, like, it ends with a, um, a song by Mazzy Star, uh, Look On Down From The Bridge. Uh, so that's, like, playing, and it's yeah, the music, pretty intense. Yeah, the music, com like, in that scene, the choice for that music combined with, like, the action of what they're having to do and then just, like, the zooming in on Morty's face just kind of looking just, like, zombie 
almost, I don't know, like, oh, yeah. the, the most he dramatic just, yeah. thing is happening to him, and he can't even process it. I mean, he it. can't come to terms with it. He just no. jumped he, through realities to a reality where he just died, and now he's just, just taking died. his that place of the dead Morty. Mm-hmm. And he has to go bury <laughs> not, it. Not, he has to go not, bury it. Well, not to, not to mention his original world is completely destroyed. Yeah, he let he uh, abandoned the, his original family in that dimension to be his, just fighting yeah, his off original, Cronenberg. Which, yeah, I think they're re that world is revisited in season two or three. Yeah, I think actually, but we'll we'll get to that uh, whenever we get to it. But um, oh, you know who reminds me a little bit of Mazzy Star these days is uh, Billie Eilish. I like that Billie Eilish girl. Anyway, just throwing that in there. You okay. just um, sounded like you were fifty-four years old. When you <laughs> I said like that. that Billie Eilish girl. That's fine. So we'll have to do That's an episode fine. about Billie Eilish, apparently. <laughs> well, no, well, oh, we don't have to do a full episode. About well, Billie. Full uh, episode, you know. Billie Eilish episode coming next. All right, Stay a documentary tuned. came out on her. We can watch it. Really? Yes. How? Oh, really? Yes. She's only like seventeen. It's on. A, well, she's like twenty. We'll talk about like it later. 20 Is now. she? Uh, um, oh well, we'll we'll do another music episode, anyways, I think and I can bring this, up the, the ending of this episode is like the penultimate moment of season one and like really establishes the penultimate penultimate what yes. does that mean like pen, pinnacle, yeah, and pinnacle ultimate? and ultimate is that did you just make pinnacle. that up no that's a penultimate you just combined those two words Isn't, on your own she's a, back me up here that that is a a term um it i feel like i feel like i've potentially heard it but i don't think it's a real term i, I think, think it's it maybe in it sounds like newspeak pin, pin <laughs> it sounds like newspeak <laughs> right. no that they would just call it good they call it extra good. extra oh. good yeah double plus but good here, double plus good double plus good extra here here is um here's why i want to keep talking about this episode though is because later in the season when we get to the council of ricks whatever that episode is called that's close um, encounters of the rick th- kind <laughs> yeah, they they say that they are the Rick and Morty from Dimension C-137, uh-huh. but I don't think that they are. I think their original dimension they left behind. We don't know what their original dimension is. We had this conversation they just took... the other day. Yeah, Caleb and I were talking about this the other oh, day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so, so I don't think they're actually the Rick and Morty of C-137. They took on the place of Rick and Morty of C-137, and for the, I mean... Up through season four, I'm pretty sure they continue to say that. They always say, we are the Rick and Morty mm-hmm. from C-137. But I don't think, uh, at least not to my memory, we don't actually know which dimension they're from. I don't know if it's ever mentioned, or I mean, maybe it's mentioned secretly and the audience hasn't caught I it. I feel like, Caleb, I feel but, like you um, and I came to the conclusion that the dimension they're in for the first five episodes, like their OG dimension, mm-hmm. is C-137. The one they Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah. So we came to the you conclusion were, okay. that like that is well, that, actually that the one that of, they're from, but it's not the one that they I, live in. Well, now. you were posing the question to me, and that was kind of uh, my. That's kind of how I guessed it. But there is no conclusive like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no conclusive evidence yeah. that they're that they're referencing the original universe that they Cronenberg, or if they're referencing the universe that they slipped into the place of the yeah. dead Rick and Morty. That, that, that is, is that's never, never specified. specified. Yeah. At least it hasn't been so far. So, yeah, it could be that they're from Dimension C-137, or it could be that we don't know what dimension they're from and they've taken the place of the Rick Mm -hmm. and Morty from Dimension C-137 and they continue that. So, okay, you guys came to the opposite conclusion, though. You think the Cronenberg universe is C-137. I think it is because... I would say, like, if they're saying that's the one we're from... I don't know, for some reason, I take the word from and I think, like, originated, like, where you were born... And so, like, I would think that's where they're from. That's where they were placed with C-137. Do they live there still? No. 
So that's kind of how I took it. I could, I could really uh, see it either way. Can... Like, if they're identi- identifying what? themselves with a dimension that's been, like, Cronenberged, like, or I guess just yeah. Earth in that dimension has been Cronenberged. But I feel like the Galactic Police or Empire would have a problem with that. If they're like, you ruined Earth and then bounced from it. <laughs> but who knows? I don't... Uh, who knows? I, maybe uh, whenever we get to season two or three, whenever they revisit that uh, that reality, maybe they'll mention if that's actually C-137 or not. I don't remember if they do. But yeah, while I was watching season one uh, and they started talking about being from Dimension C-137 in the Council or Citadel of Rick's episode, I was like wait, you know, I know that gets mentioned throughout uh, the seasons that they're from Dimension C-137, but this was the first time that I actually thought about that. I was like, are they from Dimension C-137 or did they take on the place of the ones from Dimension C-137? And they, they're they just going with that. We have no idea. If you have any ideas out there and you're listening, give it, let us know. Yeah, hit give, us give up. Give us yeah, some let info. Us, let we, us want, know. we want to know. But okay, back to what I was saying. I just think, one, this episode... First, you first come across and kind of establish the concept of how Rick is able to portal through dimensions and realities, and then also just the yeah the existential crisis of what you're going to be seeing later come up with Morty having to bury his his own dead body and then step into the role <laughs> into a new life. I just think oh, yeah. those concepts are just like really cemented into Rick and Morty's like foundation from that moment on. Which, from but it episode. is also a very it is an incredible bonding moment, I think, two episodes later in the Interdimensional Cable episode where Morty finally tells Summer yes. Which is probably the, the truth. Yeah, one of the, another best yeah. moments of the season one. Yeah. Um, but I think the technical next episode is the Gazorp Gazorp yes. Um, which I'm going to let you two start talking about that, and I'm going to take a pee break, okay. audience. Go for it. Okay, so All we're right. talking All to right. no one. Okay. You're, talk, you're talking to me. Oh. Am I a no one? Okay, okay. Raising I'm me seeks. I am a no Babe, one. Honestly, we do that in we're van all life. no ones. We do that, that in van life story. Me? Yeah. We do yeah. that in van life stories. This is midday ramblings. I wasn't prepared for this. I was prepared to talk to Cusick. But I okay. guess we'll have to try to make this work. Well, in uh, Raising Gazorpazorp, uh, Morty has a baby with an alien sex doll. And is then charged with raising this half alien, half Morty, which the alien side of it is like Very aggressive. world destruction destructive mm-hmm. worldly yeah. destructive yeah. and wants to kill everyone and then rick and summer it's actually the first rick and summer adventure mm-hmm. they go to the planet where the baby came from mm-hmm. and they have to figure out uh they they get well that planet's they? awesome because it's ruled by women <laughs> it's ruled by women and it is just like any that this is but one they of my like favorite. clothes made by men mock jacobs mock jacobs <laughs> yes yes this is that's one of my favorite just like I just love experiencing this world just like through a TV show about a world ruled by women. I don't know. It's just, it was, it's powerful. Well, it's fine because it backfires it on them. <laughs> it does backfire on them, but. It's, it's yeah, well, it's yeah. like comical and ironic in. because they end up needing like their, you know, they need both. They need the man. Male and female. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this episode definitely plays with um, your stereotypical binary gender roles. I didn't hear what you guys said the last 30 seconds because I was peeing and it felt great. But, um, uh, yeah, I I felt like this episode, though, felt like the most just like a comedy cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's not this one seems maybe the least bizarre. Uh, not that that's a diss or anything, but like I could, I could see this almost being like a family, a random Family Guy episode. Music, does this not sound bizarre to you? 
Like, just this one sentence. What? Morty gets a alien sex doll pregnant. <laughs> okay, valid point. Valid point. But, <laughs> but, like, over the course of the season, too, like, a lot of the story arcs for the characters kind of continue. Like, if something happens to them in episode two, like, that, that'll continue in episode three. Like, eventually you know, Beth and Jerry end up deciding to take time from each other, and that mm-hmm. continues. But this episode oh, yeah, is very yeah, much yeah. like everything that happens in it is self-contained in that episode. Like, they never mention really Morty, like, the parents never mention Morty having a kid again. Or, like, they, they never... could have. They could have easily I think, uh, continued this storyline well, if they, they wanted they to. They could have. Well, they could have. But, I mean, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Morty Jr. is ever seen or talked about again in the next three seasons, right? Well, they do in the, in the next interdimensional cable when they... Uh, are watching Gazorpazorp Field, they do call back and they're like, hey, oh, aren't that's the Gazorpazorps the, the alien that you had God, a baby I love with? Gazorp- yeah, I love I think that's the only reference Field. to it. Yeah. Fuck you, John. <laughs> Where's anyway, my anyway, fucking right, enchiladas? I quote that all the time. And Amy was like, why are you quoting that part of it? I'm like, that's hilarious. Why are you so it mean to me, Gazorpazorp Field? Fuck you, John. Um, but it's- Where am I? Fucking enchiladas. <laughs> and then he starts cracking up. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a really good bit. And it's so clearly Garfield. But yeah. if, as long as it's like 10% different, they don't get any copyright uh, strike. All right, so we should just move anyway, on to this um, episode. Well, hold on. As far as the Gazorpazorp one where he has Morty Jr., it is, I think, the best line is when Morty finally sits Morty Jr. down. Because, you know, he's trying... Well, it starts with Jerry giving him parenting advice and Beth giving him parenting advice. And they're very different parenting uh, advice. And uh, Gazorpazorps, I guess, age incredibly quickly. Like, they're fully grown in, what, two days or whatever. I don't even remember how quick it is, but it's super quick. Um, And Morty's, you know, trying different parenting methods and he's you know trying and gazorpazorps are inherently very violent or at least male gazorpazorps are very violent and he's he doesn't want his kid to be violent but he's kind of naturally showing these violent tendencies and he ends up lying to his child about it being poisonous outside so he can't go outside because he's worried he's going to hurt people but the i feel like it essentially uh what kind of yeah morty says to morty jr he's just like i'm sorry morty jr Parents are just kids having kids. Um, I like how you have to go I, through the whole story just to get to that line. Yeah, well, I did. I did. Like, first, yeah, let me sorry. explain yeah. the whole episode again, and then. But well, well, no, but just the fact that he's like he's trying to become a parent, but he's just a kid, and then he recognizes that even his own parents were just kids that had kids. Yeah. I mean, they got pregnant with Summer like senior year of high school, and I it, I guess it's a. A concept of like everyone still has an inner child in them um and yeah none of us are perfect there's no such thing as a perfect child or a perfect parent you know parents screw up children screw up uh most people i i don't even remember what episode it is but there is an ep- uh one of the episodes at the very beginning um morty kills his whole family it's mm-hmm. not actually his family it's a bunch of demons um, and then as soon as they get back to the garage, oh, that's actually I think the Meeseeks episode, the yeah. very beginning of the yeah, Meeseeks episode. Yeah, it is. Episode. It is. Um, a, and he, <laughs> what does Rick say? He's just like, oh, man, Rick, that was rough. I just had to kill my own family. <laughs> He's like, most people, Rick was some like, people pay top dollar for that, Morty. Yeah, or they would pay top dollar for that type of therapy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I thought that was funny. But yeah, just the idea of everyone has an inner child, no matter how old you get or how like mature you think you are, how... We're all just trying our best. Definitely a main motif of this. I mean, Rick is the biggest kid. Like, he is not the mature one. That's what I told you the other day. I was like, between Rick and Morty, Morty is the more mature one than Rick is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but I think that's kind of the the thesis of that episode is parents are just kids having kids. And we all have an inner child. I like that.